welcome to the cereal jungle. We've got fun and games. We've got almonds and honey. We know the names. We are the people that can find the cereal you need. If you've got the money, honey, we've got your crunchies. Welcome to The Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. I am a cereal enthusiast, and my name is Justin McElroy. I am Dan Goubert, and I am a cereal soundscaper, hoping that the falling rain outside my window is picked up by my microphone at least a little bit to join the calming aquatic chorus that is our backing wave music. Um, this is, like I said, a meditative podcast about cereal. And what that means is for the next half hour or so, you have permission to just think about cereal. You can let go of your other distractions and other things just for a little bit. You've earned it. And, um, just focus on this, this one simple good thing in an increasingly tumultuous world, I think. Those respites are important, and that is what we aim to provide here. Um, we're going to do news. We're going to have some reviews, and uh, we're we're then we'll just have some fun. We'll cut loose after that, and uh, let's uh, let's get right into it, uh, Dan. With a little bit of serial news, what's happening in the in the serial world? Yeah, there's been you know a bit of a lull lately in terms of the past couple of weeks of serial news. You know, these things come in waves. Sure. Uh, amber waves of grain, perhaps. And the latest, I don't know, this might this might offend you a little bit, but it's about oatmeal, your least favorite of the extended cereal family. <sighs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Go ahead, Dan, and tell me about cereal. Uh, well, it's kind of, you know, a blessed union of cold and hot cereal, uh, much as... General Mills has been dropping a whole bunch of cereal-infused oatmeals now. Post is getting in on the game with, of course, none other than their flagship tie-in product, Pebbles. So uh, already hitting shelves now are Fruity Pebbles Instant Oatmeal, as well as Cocoa Pebbles Instant Oatmeal. And, you know, I'm, I mean, I like oatmeal in general. I think it's very comforting, but something about the way these cereal companies are doing these tie-ins it just at least in my experience of them it never seems to work very well at least mm. with all the general mills ones it just seems like they're taking normal oatmeal and then throwing in a packet of cereal and calling it a day there's not really enough deep oat infusion for for my liking at least in in my experience but this is a totally different cereal company's approach to it so i shouldn't judge them by the subpar standards of uh, what General Mills has done. Uh, I don't really eat a lot of fruity oatmeal, so I'm not really sure how the Fruity Pebbles one will work, but chocolate and oatmeal just seems like a much more natural pairing. So if I had to guess, I'd say the Cocoa Pebbles one is probably a bit better, but that's just utter pure conjecture at this point. Mm. I'm just curious how the texture of pebbles will work with the texture of oatmeal because I also feel like with these cereal oatmeals, the warmth of the oats really, 
you know, makes the cereal pieces mushy faster than even milk would do. So with Pebbles being a particularly, you know, light and airy cereal, I feel like it might mushify at uh, an unpleasant rate, but I'm going to remain optimistic. This could be good. And also we've got a, uh, if you're not reaching down for the bag, you're missing a lot of, uh, a lot of really exciting cereals. Um, and these are getting, uh, these multi meal cereals are getting a, f a fresh new look. Yeah. So the multi meal, so standard issue industrial sized bags that uh, we all know and love are finally getting a redesign in terms of all the box. Well, not box art, bag art <laughs> that, uh, you know, will be appearing on shelves any minute now. I've already seen people posting pictures of them, but you're, if you, like I, are used to the pretty much no-nonsense approach to Malto Meals bag designs, you're in for a surprise because they're actually trying to bring uh, some charm and whimsy into what was once a very standardized design formula. And, you know, you can see cinnamon toasters, their take on Cinnamon Toast Crunch now has an actual toaster on it. Uh, yeah. Berry Colossal Crunch taking a very astral starship approach. And then Fruity Dino Bites being the most literal with an actual dino biting fruit off of a tree. Uh, what's your What's your opinion on this, this new look altogether? I actually, I mean, aesthetics are always kind of a you know, a, a subjective thing, but I, I actually kind of like the look. I think, I think they're kind of slick, honestly. I, I don't know why. I just, uh, my, my first instinct. And I think that they're, uh, I think they're cute. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they, they try to do this. I think overall this will be positive reception. Kids will love it. But for me, there's some weird soft spot in my heart for the old designs where like when I think of Malto Meal, I think, you know, you're getting a whole ton of cereal in this big fat pillow and you're getting it for cheap. What more can you really ask for? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked the big, bold typography, like the, the standardization of it. It was very like, I don't know, Ikea or something that's like minimalistic by design. But I don't know. At least they're not adding like tons of mascots or anything yet. Well, maybe that's the next step. It is just weird because, like, Malto Meal is also owned by Post. So with something like Fruity Dino Bites compared to, like, the Pebbles brand, it's almost like they're bootlegging themselves, right? I mean, isn't that better, though? I mean, they have the right to it. No one can sort of second-guess them if they're copying themselves. There are many bands that have made very long careers out of just exactly that. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder deep down, like, are the recipes for Fruity Dino Bites and Fruity Pebbles actually different? Do you think they, like, nerfed the Malto Meal version of it to not take away from their flagship product? Maybe. Or was, like, the plastic of the bags maybe affect the flavor at all? Because I feel like <laughs> in a blind taste test there would be a difference, but I have Perhaps. no idea. Well, I guess we're not seeing any Fruity Dino Bite oatmeal, though, so there's no worry there of it overtaking pebbles in clout no fruity dino bites uh lebron james dunks i uh i actually stumbled onto something that most people won't care about i know but um 
uh, my kids will like it. Um, and I don't, I don't know if, if you've run into this, Dan, but uh, General Mills is doing an LOL surprise cereal. Yeah, I saw that in their new lineup of products, but my eyes yeah. kind of, you know, rolled all the way back into my head sure, and took sure. a good look at my brain cells that were slipping out my ears. But if you don't know LOLs, they are uh, basically they're one of the original surprise toys, which is so popular these days. But they come in a a sphere, and you don't know what um, you know toy you're going to get. Uh, except you know for sure it won't be the one you need <laughs> to complete your series. Uh, it looks like they're doing a uh, birthday cake uh, flavored cereal oh in boy. L's and O's, <laughs> which is kind of funny, with some marshmallows in there. Hmm. Have you found it yet? No, no, no. I just saw it in that same lineup. You probably saw. My kids will be excited about it. They love LOLs, so um, this will at least entertain them for just a few precious seconds of silence. <laughs> yeah, birthday cake. Uh, I'm still iffy on that as an entire flavor concept for cereal, but... Yeah, yeah. It just tastes very sweet, which I'm sure they'll like. Um, I'm, in, I'm big into... Uh, I like letter-shaped cereal pieces. I wish more <laughs> people did that. Well, if it's a bad cereal, it can quite literally take the L and the S. <laughs> Have you uh, tried anything... Um, these past couple weeks that you'd like to talk about? So I finally tracked down one of the new Cheerios flavors that dropped. Uh, I haven't found Honey Vanilla Cheerios yet, but I did find Banana Caramel Cheerios. And, you know, I was really excited for this one. I was a big fan of Banana Nut Cheerios uh, when they, you know, they came out a long time ago and then came back and now they're gone again. And I was hoping this would be a uh, you know, an even browner, riper sort of version of that. But, you know, I found it lacking a good deal in the, the caramel element. It's definitely very banana forward. You get that really potent pop from your very first bite. Um, mm -hmm. And on the back end, there is... What kind of banana are we talking about? Runt's banana? Are we getting some more natural banana? Definitely more natural. I mean, Cheerios is really good about having a more authentic banana flavor. So, yeah. I mean, I'd hesitate to even call it a particularly browned banana flavor. It's more of a, you know, a mellow yellow banana. Not like mellow yellow in any soda pop sense. Uh, but yeah. just, you know, your, your garden variety, if you grow bananas in your garden variety banana. And there is on the back end a bit of a, like a darker sweetness, if you know what I mean by that, like caramelized, but not necessarily caramel, so to speak. It's subtle, uh, and you lose that a lot more even in milk. And this not being like a flavor-blasted Cheerio, like the chocolate peanut butter, it's, it's even subtler, which, you know, a lot of people who really like Cheerios like them because they're more mild than, than most super sweet cereals. So if you were a Banana Nut Cheerios fan, it's not going to be particularly different. Um, but if you really want something that, you know, more creatively pairs the banana with other flavors, I'd look for the Strawberry Banana Cheerios, which I also bought because my memory has been so bad recently that I thought I hadn't tried them already, but I'm pretty sure we reviewed <laughs> them only a couple episodes ago. Wow. So, I don't know. It's bananas. You know what I love? I love Banana Nut Crunch. It's in the Great Greens line. I'm mm -hmm. a big fan of that whole line, but I love the Banana Nut Crunch. 
Mm, banana and nut. Mm. What a great combo. Um, let's see here. What about a uh, oh, uh, some new frosted flakes, huh? Yeah. So Kellogg's basically took three frosted flakes flavors and you know gave them standardized box designs and only two of them are new uh they did the same for chocolate frosted flakes which are not at all new so i won't be formally reviewing them here because they're basically just like cocoa puffs shrapnel uh but the new ones are far more interesting we have strawberry milkshake frosted flakes and cinnamon french toast frosted flakes wow um starting with good. the strawberry milkshake which I was more excited for at first because I really like strawberry-flavored anything, uh, especially like Laffy Taffy and Starburst and stuff like that. Uh, but I came to find that, like, when eaten dry, at least, strawberry milkshake... Po <clears throat> almost said Pop-Tarts. Strawberry milkshake Frosted Flakes are too artificial, I feel like. Mm. It just packs a wallop from the first taste, and it's like what I imagine the, the lip balm eating scene from everything everywhere all at once must have tasted like because it's very like <laughs> waxy uh, artificial again and it's just too much all at once but you know they're not called strawberry dry shake frosted flakes so I would recommend eating them with milk uh, because it, it mellows things out a whole lot just like how you wouldn't scoop strawberry Nesquik powder directly into your mouth you need to actually reconstitute these flakes into their what I believe true form and you know milk really levels it out and you get this really beautiful rosy pink end milk that just tastes a whole lot better it's like not a real strawberry milkshake taste in any sense but if they made like a pink Laffy Taffy milkshake that might be what this tastes like and when I was writing my review for the blog, I was like, it's pretty good, but if you like plain strawberry cereals, like fake candied strawberry cereals, that is, there are other options. And then I had to delete that sentence entirely because thinking about it, there's really no super like artificial strawberry cereals out there right now besides this. Like strawberry Pop-Tart cereal has been discontinued, strawberry honeycomb has been discontinued and you know obviously there's like the honey bunches of oats strawberry uh but that's m much more realistic sure there's lots of like we chuck strawberries in there so if you want if you are like me and really like pink candies uh these frosted flakes are probably your best bet in the cereal aisle right what about now. strawberry toast crunch is that still a going concern oh that's long gone unfortunately oh yeah it's very sad um but I am pleased to say that the cinnamon French toast frosted flakes are much more uh, universal in terms of dry and in milk delectability. I really enjoyed these, and I'm not even necessarily a big frosted flakes fan because I like my cereals to be denser and have a better, you know, in stomach weight, if you will. But sure. The flavor here is very nice. If you were expecting a reboot of Cinnamon Frosted Flakes, though, you might be a bit disappointed. Those ones were a lot more, like, pointedly cinnamon-spiced, whereas here, the cinnamon and the French toast kind of are on a level playing field. There is a cinnamon sugar sweetness, uh, but there's also, like, a butteriness, a touch of maple, 
And again, that same caramelization that we talked about in the Cheerios, and it all kind of blends together into one warm taste bud hug of a cereal that I quite, mm. quite enjoyed. Sounds nice. Um, oh, I see here there's some new HEB offerings. So I don't know if these are entirely new, just because there aren't any HEBs in my state. It's a Texas-exclusive grocery chain, uh, but mm -hmm. a listener named Denver was kind enough to send a couple cereals from HEB that I had not tried yet. And these are from, you know, we talked about how they had like a cereology line and it seems like they're trying something new with a select ingredients line of cereals. And mm. so I got to try first a Dulce de Leche cornflakes from HEB. And let me tell you, this is the polar molar melting opposite of banana caramel Cheerios. This is the most caramely cereal I've ever eaten in my entire life. Hands down, they absolutely nail the sticky sweetness, like the syrupy, melted Werther's goodness. And, you know, it's not a texturally complex cereal. It's basically just flakes. There are little tiny nubbins of actual creamy caramel in there that, you know, because they're so small, they tend to settle to the bottom or otherwise be inconspicuous. But when you do bite into one, man, you know, because... In between like the dry cornflakes you just get this flooded creamy burst and you know I like caramel flavor I don't know if it's something that I adore singularly enough to to buy this cereal but I did find that uh, Dulce de Leche cornflakes from HEB mix magically with those banana caramel Cheerios uh, making up for each other's faults by you know adding more caramel to the banana and the banana adding more uh, nuance to the Dulce de Leche. So it's a very difficult combo, I feel like, to get a hold of. You have to live in Texas or know someone who does and also be able to find new Cheerios. But if you're able to track down that combo, I would definitely recommend it. I need to start getting bullying my brother more <laughs> to HEB to get me cereal. Yeah, I can't believe you don't have the sure hookups. I appreciate that. Why wouldn't he want to, you know? He's got your best interests at heart, right? <laughs> Always, as if brothers not, do. Used to prioritize. <laughs> um, but the other HEB release, not technically a cereal, but a granola, is HEB Triple Chocolate Granola. And if the Dulce de Leche was the most caramely cereal I've ever had, this has got to be one of the chocolatiest things I've ever eaten. It combines cocoa granola with bittersweet chocolate chunks and white and milk chocolate rolls which has got to be one of the most insane mix-ins I've ever heard of in, in a product. <laughs> they are these, well, if you look at the box, and I'll, and I'll post a picture of them soon, but this is the most dramatic case of enlarged to show texture I've ever seen because the picture on the box makes it look like you're getting these legitimate like Dead Sea Scrolls of rolled <laughs> chocolate. Uh, but in reality, they are pretty small, I'd say. Uh, what's a good analog? They're not as big as like a macaroni noodle, but you could probably slot one into the hole of a macaroni noodle and it would fill it up just about right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, geometric considerations aside, it all just sorts of, sort of melds together into your mouth into one 
giant blob of chocolate, and it's certainly very tasty, but it doesn't seem like something I would eat as a cereal so much as like a yogurt or ice cream mix-in. And it basically just tastes like candy, like a bunch of crunch almost with a different texture. Uh, a bundle of crumbles, Great. if you will. I will. Uh, I really enjoyed it, though. Big thanks to Denver for sending these. I uh, I just wanted to briefly mention that I tried those filled bites yeah. uh, that a kind listener sent our way. Uh, I liked them. My kids right? liked them. But I feel like they're bordering on, like, they're really stretching the limits of what is cereal. I, I feel like it, it feels much snackier. Like, I don't know, a whole bowl feels a little overbearing, I feel like. Aren't um, you okay with that, though? Like, pushing the sure, limits and boundaries sure. of cereal? Yeah, I mean, if not, we should stand for nothing if not innovation and, and really pushing the limits. Um, they're, they're good. If you see them, they, these make their way wider, I check them out. Um, I, I have to say, I actually surprisingly really liked the Sonic cereal. Um, really? I think the rings, I, I like, I, you, you nailed it by comparing them to the uh, O's. I mean, uh, <laughs> Right? I mean, honeyos? Yeah. Honeyos, yeah. Um, Just without the fillings. Without the fillings. Um, I really like that texture, though, and the flavor. Um, I thought it was a nice little golden uh, flavor to them that elevated them a, a little bit um, beyond some of the other offerings. But um, I thought they were pretty good. You know, not not, not great, but. Uh, Much like the Sonic movie. Better than some of the license offerings. Too. Yeah. Um, so in the third segment of our show, we like to do uh, whatever we kind of feel like. And we had uh, a question. If you have a question, you can send it to mail at bowl.rest. That's also where you can go to support the show if you want to do that, bowl.rest. Um, uh, you can leave us a voicemail if you want. You can also pledge anywhere from a dollar up to $10 a month to help keep the show going. So we really appreciate that if you can do it. I usually wait till the end of the show to mention that, but some people fall asleep. So here we are. Here is a question that we got from Larkin. Hello, Dan and Justin. I'm autistic, and I often struggle with eating, but s'mores Pop-Tarts are one of my favorite breakfast safe foods. I want to try more Pop-Tarts flavors, but a lot of them end up being too dry and feeling bad in my mouth. The s'mores flavor doesn't seem to have this problem. What are your favorite and least dry Pop-Tarts flavors? Thanks so much for the podcast. I'm on my third full re-listing now, and it's just as good the third time around. That's from Larkin. Thanks, Larkin. So I'm trying, obviously, the, I would assume that the chemical density, or the chemical composition of most Pop-Tarts in terms of wetness or dryness is basically the same, right? I mean, what we're mm -hmm. talking about here is like a, a reaction, <laughs> right? Perception, Between yeah. consumer and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would agree with you that like, I can't imagine... Pop-Tarts really differing that much in terms of, you know, moistness. <laughs> um, but it's it's weird. This is very much like a, an archaic, like, four humors level approach to thinking about food, like the old don't eat any purple foods or, like, look for right. orange foods or whatever. But I Balance feel like yellow bile. Yeah. when the filling of a Pop-Tart is white, I get the perception that it is creamier, milkier, <laughs> or, and, like, you know less dry i guess so if like hmm. maybe if you look to a frosted cookies and cream pop tart 
the hot fudge sundae pop tarts also have a white filling um i think the new boston cream donut pop tarts are also like an off-white filling and i just feel like those are custardier more like icing uh, but that's probably again all in my head i feel like uh there are other ways you could try to eat your pop tart to perhaps mitigate this problem like pop tarts are it definitely feels a little less dry once they've been toasted i i i feel like they there's a little bit more of a fall apart texture to them right and freezing them too almost gets you like a like a popsicle type effect even though that's not literally what's happening um but you could also like i mean pop tarts are just big cookies basically like nothing stopping mm. you from dipping one in milk right Especially like a, my, a cookie dough pop tart, which already my feels dad failure is, to me. I've watched my dad put butter on them before. I was just about to say, like, apparently butter on pop tarts is a phenomenon. I don't know what the. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's 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 powerful, but I, is that the sort of power that we were meant to harness as as humans? I'm not sure, right? Right. Like, I know they made a song about it on Family Guy, and I thought they like invented it for that purpose as a joke, but come to find out that like. A lot of people actually like doing it. And this is interesting. I meant to bring this up back when it happened a couple months ago, but there's like a small limited batch butter artisan butter company in Atlanta called Banner Butter that partnered with Pop-Tarts back in March to uh, do this little kit that you could buy where they pair little tiny cups of their fancy flavored butter with Pop-Tarts flavors that they recommend spreading them on. And, you know, I didn't get a hold of one. You can read a review over at the Impulsive Buy. They did. But there are some crazy combos there. They had, um, I'm looking at them now, the, the S'mores Pop-Tart they paired with a smoked sea salt butter. They paired cherry Pop-Tarts with a barbecue butter. And they paired wild berry pop tarts with a roasted garlic basil and parsley butter which is just i feel like a very interesting intersection of like highbrow and lowbrow gastronomy uh yeah. that i would have loved to try but much like texas regional availability i don't know if i'm going to be able to find atlanta butter um but here's another interesting totally unrelated question i'm looking at the pop tarts website and their big long list of flavors and it's interesting to me that the official pop tarts website allows you to leave product reviews i wouldn't think that the actual company would let people rate their products so transparently <laughs> yeah, a strange choice uh, but what do you think are the highest and lowest rated pop tarts right now and i'm only counting ones with over 10 ratings um i would say the highest rated pop tart is You'll never guess. Unfrosted strawberry. Well, definitely an off-kilter guess, but the most popular... I kind of felt like the person who would be boring enough to go write reviews on the Pop-Tarts website would be into unfrosted <laughs> strawberry. That was my Very logic. true. You're a button-down type. <laughs> you like to leave product reviews on official websites. Maybe that's your it's your jam. Um, but no, the top-rated Pop-Tart with a 4.9 out of 5 is frosted raspberry Pop-Tarts. A Pop-Tart mm. flavor that I have never and may never eat in my entire life just because I don't like artificial raspberry at all. Um, mm. But the lowest rated Pop-Tart, unfortunately, goes to salted caramel pretzel Pop-Tarts, which I think is a darn shame. Incorrect. 
because Incorrect. the pretzel pop tarts were one of the most innovative pop tarts in recent memory because they actually changed the formulation of the crust to give it that saltiness. I can understand why it'd be divisive, but you know, I guess it's not for everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you've uh, found it relaxing and you've been able to unwind a little bit. I've already given you all the essentials. So Dan, why don't you tell me who else we have to thank for this episode? We'd like to thank Chris Zabriskie for our opening theme of The Sun is Scheduled to Come Out Tomorrow, Bria Davis for our lovely podcast branding, as well as M. Loper and Samuel Rarden for designing our Empty Bowl merchandise. That's going to do it for us uh, for this episode. So until next time, don't forget to butter your Pop-Tarts. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess. I mean... Bold new- Old new stance. I think we've talked about actual cereal less in this episode than in most episodes. So I know it's it true. It's fair. To, I don't know. Keep people on their toes. <laughs> That's what this show is. It's just challenging. It's a challenging boundary. We keep people on their toes as they fall asleep. It's good for your posture. <laughs> <laughs>